Good afternoon, Lynn. Good afternoon, Glenn. This is our second podcast about Australian okay. film. Uh, there's so many things that we could mention about Australian film, we thought it worthy to produce, uh, produce a second podcast about the subject. Uh, but at the beginning of this podcast, we both thought it was important to mention uh, a few films that uh, that you should definitely see. You know, if you have a curiosity about Australian film, um, this is really uh, the group of films that uh, you should focus on, mm-hmm. or get out at uh, the video shop, or somehow get access to it. Um, we'll run through the list here. Miss Lynn, if you want to start. Well, we've got Muriel, Muriel's yeah. Wedding, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. Strictly Boring. Uh, Gallipoli, Picnic at Hanging Rock. Priscilla, Queen um, of the Desert. Sunday, Too Far Away. Mad, Mad Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Max 2 also. I don't think Mad Max Beyond Th- Thunderdome, the third one, is necessarily worth mm. the watching, but definitely Mad Max 1 and 2. Breaker Morant. My Brilliant Career. Shine. The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Babe. And maybe the sequel. Hmm. Romper Stomper, which had Russell Crowe in uh, in the lead role. Ten Canoes. And Ten Canoes actually won the AFI Award for Best Film. And Little Fish. And Little Fish. But from the list that we just mentioned, we're going to just select a couple of films and talk um, a little bit more in depth about them. We might as well start with Muriel's Wedding, which was made, mm, I'm guessing, maybe 95, 96, and mm-hmm. it really is uh, an Australian classic. Well, I think it was the... I think it was the the showcase piece for Tony Collette. Mm. It was probably not her debut, but it was I think the the film that made her famous. Mm. And she plays a very um, well, relatively unattractive, ordinary girl that is dreaming to get married. And I think she, um, she it's a wonderful character portrayed mm. in that movie. Um, really shows the I don't know the sort of lofty dream of many women to just have not so much get married as have a wedding Mm. and have all the trimmings and there's another very complex character in it who's played by Rachel Griffiths who went on to bigger and better things Mm, much bigger and better things but both of them since have had very successful careers and I think it's it's a it's a movie that has a lot of humour in it. But it's quite sad mm, at the mm, same time. Because it's sort of it's a movie about yearning for things that actually aren't in themselves very important. Mm. Mm. I really liked the uh, the use of music in that film because mm. Muriel had a somewhat sad existence, and every time she was sad, she would put on an ABBA song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it really. <coughs> Made for uh, for a very funny film. It was very good. Two films that we can mention uh, together, I suppose. We've got Moulin Rouge as well as Strictly Boring. Both films were directed um, and written by Baz Luhrmann. Um, Strictly Boring was made in the early 90s. And it was made back in the early 90s. And uh, it was made on a very limited budget once again. But it really... Uh, had a lot of Australian success, I'm not sure about overseas, but the nature of, of the story was once again um, a boy struggling or a young man struggling with his family um, as well as his as well as his peers, but ultimately becoming successful and, and finding love and uh, uh, quite an amazing finale in, in the ballroom. It's actually also a very, it's, it's a Cinderella story and mm. we all love 
Cinderella stories, someone like a plain Jane that absolutely learns how to spread her wings and mm-hmm. um, become beautiful because she can dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a, it's a really um, stunning movie visually, I think. And Paul Mercurio, who plays the main role, is just pretty stunningly beautiful visually as well, isn't he? Mm. Um, and I think in the same vein, Moulin Rouge um, by Baz Luhrmann is also stunningly beautiful. Because the visual the visual aspect as well mm. as uh, the dancing, the, the colour, yeah. Mm. The music is excellent, mm. you know. It's so incredibly original in, mm. Its, mm. Uh, in its presentation. And it's almost like Moulin Rouge is like a Cinderella story in reverse with, mm. with the male taking on that Cinderella role, don't you think? Mm. She already is a Cinderella, mm. and he is sort of the down-and-out artist that wins her heart. Mm. So, look, Glenn, I have to say, though, um, recently I saw a show on um, television that was talking about Australia's favourite 20 Australian movies, and this is like of all time. Mm. And the one that came up number one was Gallipoli, and I have to agree with it. Now, I'm not quite sure when Gallipoli was made, but I'm sure it was it was at least 20, 25 years ago. Mm. But mm. I do think that is probably my favourite Australian movie. And Why is that? Well, I haven't seen it myself. For so. one, it marks and marks beautifully. I think it's directed by Peter Weir, isn't mm, it? Mm. Marks beautifully um, a very a quintessential moment in Australia's history when so many millions of boys were killed on the um, on the cliffs of Turkey at Gallipoli. But how it's special, it's quite a long film, is that we see from the start, we don't just deal with, as we've always known, the Anzac story, etc., etc., and Anzac Cove and what the tragedy that happened there. But it's the whole thing starts with us getting to know these two young boys mm. and following them, their eagerness to enlist, even lie about their age, to get to go to war and all the events that happen after it that actually see them finally land at Gallipoli. Um, it has got one of the well, the best final scenes of a movie mm. I have ever seen in my life. And it's just no one could sit in a theatre and watch this and not feel their heart stop mm. for a second. It's, it's just so moving um, because it, it tells a story of a true event that is a very powerful and moving event, but from the point of view of two individuals that during the course of the movie you get to know and love, and they're boys. Mm. And it really brings home the tragedy of that whole event. And it probably was, um, a lot of people say that that the events at Gallipoli were really um, sort of when Australia really came of age as a nation. Mm. And I think that's why it's such a significant movie. It's also beautifully made. And in Australian history mm. classes, I imagine that mm. it's a, 
a video that is shown oh, yes. to, to the kids so they oh, have yes. an appreciation of that, that aspect of Australian mm. history. Mm. 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 Well, in that particular film, Mel Gibson, um, I think he was 18 at, mm. the, to- at mm. the time, mm. but he went on to star, of course, in, in other Australian as well as American films. There's another Australian film that uh, he was in called Mad Max. I think he did. Uh, he uh, took on that role post um, Gallipoli, mm. but uh, Mad Max really put, put him on... Uh, the universal stage mm. or the world stage mm, mm, mm. and that particular film also was directed by George Miller um, who went on to do another Australian film called Babe but I know with Mad Max it was done on a very limited budget but um, has had worldwide success um, and certainly covered its budget a number of times but Mad Max was about uh, a, a young family man whose wife and child is uh, are, are both murdered at the beginning of the film, and basically it's a revenge story, mm-hmm. and the revenge continues in Mad Max too, and as well as Mad Max Beyond Fun- Thunderdome, but uh, I know Mad Max is considered uh, an Australian classic. I heard the other day on the radio actually that they're making a Mad Max four, four. but they can't have Mel Gibson anymore mm. as Mad Max because he's too old. Too old. <laughs> so yeah. they have to find someone that would actually measure up. To Mad Max, to, to Mel Gibson. Mm. Shine. How about if we mention Shine? And that was made back in, I think, 96, 97 with Jeffrey Rush. And Jeffrey yes. Rush has been in a number of American films since, and he won the Best Actor Oscar for that, for playing David Helfgott, um, a brilliant pianist. But, but very eccentric. Very eccentric, mm. yeah. Um, and I think, really, it was a, it was a beautiful movie, mm. and I think it was actually also the movie that really sealed... Jeffrey Rush's career. Did. Mm. He won an Academy for that. Didn't That's he? right. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, and, and it is well worth well worth a look, I think. Mm. Another film that um, well, I think I was thinking of uh, Russell Crowe because Russell Crowe made this film um, would have been the late eighties, early nineties, called Romper Stomper, mm, mm. and uh, that was a very harsh, violent film, mm. and not made. It was actually made in in Melbourne and not uh, in a suburb that I used to live in called Footscray. And it was a very rough area. Uh, I suppose it's somewhat rough now, but um, you know, just the harsh realities of suburban living. And he played a neo-Nazi in that film. And uh, certainly it was a very, very popular film for its time. Mm. I think Australians also like to see a little bit of uh, something historical. And I know that one of our favourite films of all time is Picnic at Hanging Rock. Mm. Um, Directed it, by Peter, Peter Weir. Yes, and mm. I think... It's a visually very beautiful movie, and it is set sort of around the um, early 20th century. A um, group of private schoolgirls go up for a picnic on Valentine's Day to Hanging Rock, and as you probably well know, several, several of them disappear, vanish into thin air, never to be seen again. Mm. Um, I always thought... It was pretty light on for story, mm. but I think it was a winner because it was visually so beautiful. The music, the music. was very haunting. haunting. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it made careers for a lot of young actresses of the day. Um, another one in a similar vein and certainly around the same era was My Brilliant Career. And that was a film I much prefer, actually, that was based on a beautiful novel written by Miles Franklin. Um, she came to be one of Australia's most loved writers and 
it was very um, big in its time because it was really that movie was made around about the time where women were really starting to fight for their rights and here was a story of a young woman who just wanted to be a writer mm. had to fight really hard to get her manuscripts published went on the, under the name of Miles Franklin which of course is a male name and of course now as you know one of the most prestigious awards in Australia for literature is the Miles Franklin Award, Award. Mm. and it's a beautifully mm. beautifully made movie um, Judy, Davis Judy Davis and Sam Neill yeah and mm. Sam Neill and that was very early on in both of their careers and it's certainly a movie well worth seeing plus it's a great movie to show um, very much life in the Australian outback mm. you know she came from a very simple country farming family hot dusty weather um, she was not going to be railroaded into marrying someone she didn't want to marry she wanted to be a writer and that what she, that's what she became it's an excellent movie hmm. well I'm sure with uh, all the films that we've mentioned in this particular podcast as well as our previous one um, I imagine that most of them are, univer- uh, are accessible at a DVD store or at least um, at some on- online store uh, hopefully with some of the recommendations that we've provided today you'll have the chance or the opportunity to, to watch them and uh, come up with your own assessment so thank you very much for listening to us again and hopefully you'll hear us again next time thanks Lynn. thank you <laughs>